Acts chapter 3, we're going to read from verses 1 through 10. Then we're going to go to Acts chapter 16, uh, pardon me, Acts chapter 3, verse 16. Then Acts chapter 4, verse 4. Then verse 7. Then 10 through 12. Then 18. Then 19. Then 29 to 30. And uh, if that's not too confusing, I have given you notes. And it is, it is on the top of the notes. And we hope that you would go ahead and write that down. Do you have notes tonight? Okay. All right, they're coming. They're coming. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Acts chapter 3. Verse 1, New International Version. One day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. Now a crippled man from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those who were going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John, and Peter said, Look at us. So the man gave him his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give you in the name. Everybody say in the name. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Say it again. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly his feet and ankles were made strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. And he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping, praising God. And when all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were all filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Now, go to verse 16. This is Peter and John declaring by faith, verse 16, by faith in the name of... And say it with us all together. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know is made strong. It is Jesus' name. And the faith that comes through him that has given this complete healing. Everybody say Jesus' name. Jesus name. Alright. Go to verse 4 of chapter 4. This is Peter and John before the Sanhedrin. Verse 4. Of chapter 4, but many who heard the message believed, and the number of men grew to about 5,000. Go down to verse 7. I got that right? Peter and John brought before them and began to question them by what power or what name? By what power or what name did you do this? Fascinating. Go to verse 10. Then know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but God raised from the dead. This man stands before you healed. Verse 18. They called them again and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. The final verses, if you're tracking along. Verse 29. They've gone back to their home Bible study life group cell group after being threatened. Verse 29. They're in prayer, and they say, Now, Lord, consider their threats, and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs through the 
name of your holy servant Jesus. Wow. My, my, my. Come and release revelation tonight. Move in power and never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. And say, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I've had on many occasions attended meetings, public meetings, political meetings, gatherings. Frequently what happens when somebody stands up to pray is they, they don't usually, well it depends. I guess the thing is I'm, I'm bothered when folks do not pray in the name of Jesus. They, they, they close without saying, in Jesus' name, they'll, they'll just say, Amen. Lord bless, do this, thank you, Amen. I want to talk to you about Jesus. The title of your notes, the title of the message is Jesus. The name that's above every other name is Jesus. And as we read through these verses of Scripture, it had to jump out at you, as it did for me, the overwhelming amount of times they said, in the name of Jesus, miracle was done. In Jesus' name, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the name of Jesus. What is that? What's the big deal? Well, write your notes. The, the power of the kingdom of God is released through the name of Jesus. The kingdom of God is released through the name of Jesus. Say it with me. The kingdom of God is released through the name of Jesus. Well, what is the name of Jesus then? I mean, we don't even think in terms. I, I think in Christianity, I don't know about you, but I'm going to hear it so much in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We just say it in Jesus' name. And, and we don't really understand what that means. We don't understand what a name, what the name of Jesus means. And why, they obviously had some understanding about this because even the political leaders said, hey, don't use that name anymore. Right? Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name. There's something about the name of Jesus. All right, let's look at our text. This miracle, a miracle takes place. This dude, this man, is 40 years of age, gets healed in the name of Jesus. Everyone knew him. He'd been there many years. He was a beggar by trade, crippled. He goes into church for the first time, very excited about it, leaping and jumping and praising God. Leaping and jumping and praising. But you got to understand that this guy has not walked before. So, you know, we read through it. Don't underestimate the power of what happens here. This guy stands up and is like, whoa! And he leaps and he jumps and he praises God and he goes into church for the first time. It's a major miracle. Everyone asks, how does this happen? And Peter responds in verse 16 of chapter 3. Faith in the name of Jesus brought about this miracle. Faith in the name of Jesus brought about the miracle. And the end result of Peter's preaching and demonstration of the kingdom of God is that 5,000 people get saved. Church grew to 5,000 men. 120 in the upper room. 500 saw him ascend. 120 in the upper room. I always wonder what happened to the other ones. They, they, they like lost their patience or got discouraged. They didn't hang around. Ten days are in the upper room. Power of God falls. Peter preaches again. Church is growing. I mean, 120 in the upper room. Now 5,000 being added. Amazing. The religious leaders question, look at D, question Peter and John, and they ask him, what name did you do this miracle? What's the deal about name? We don't speak like this in our modern, our, our modern language and understanding. We don't really make that big a deal about names. But it is a big deal. From an ancient understanding, you need to understand that names are important. And that there is something about the name of Jesus. And why would we have to pray in His name? What does that mean in His name? What does that mean? I want to talk about that. I want to talk about Jesus tonight. Salvation, verse 12. 
is only through the name of Jesus. You're not saved by some good thing or some good work that you've done or by being a part of some group. You're not saved because you come to KC. You're not saved just because you go to church. Your sins are not forgiven because you say you're a Christian. Your sins are forgiven because you believed on the name of Jesus and all that that means. That you repented of your sin. You received the free gift. You know the reason we give gifts at Christmas? You know the reason? I believe the reason is is that it, it, it models what God did. God gave the greatest gift and we're just sort of, you know, being like that, giving each other gifts. Religious leaders command, look at F, command them not to speak in the name of Jesus. Kind of sounds like today. Same nasty religious spirit. I love what Pastor Vince said. It stuck with me. It's probably seven years ago. It might have been morning prayer or something, and we were talking about the Bible being kept out of schools. And he said something like, what you scared of? It's just a book, right? I mean, what's the big deal? It's just a book. It isn't the book. It's just a book, isn't it? And now, and they know it's not just a book. It's the Word of God. Religious leaders keep them from speaking in the name of Jesus. The church prayed that God would heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the, the name of Jesus. So what's the concept? What is this concept of a name? A name, now pay attention now. This is going to help you in your walk with God. A name in ancient times reflected something about a person or an event surrounding the birth of that person. And there's lots of scriptures that we could look at to emphasize that even from scripture. Ancient societies understood the significance of a name better than we do. Do you remember when the ark was captured in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 4? And, and the baby is born. It's one of, the, one of the sons of Eli. The baby's born and they name the baby Ichabod. And Ichabod means the glory's departed because the ark, they used it like a lucky charm. They, they, they took the ark and they brought it out to go against the Philistines. But they used it like a lucky charm. They weren't right with God. They weren't living, living the, the commands of God, the precepts of God. They were doing whatever they wanted to. And they took their little cross. Some of you know some people were carrying... I, I like crosses. I'm not down on a cross. I think they're great. I don't think there's anything wrong with hanging a cross around your neck. But a cross around your neck is not going to keep a devil away from you any more than a paper clip. Why don't you put a paper clip around your neck of you? Come on, I'm just telling you. It's the name of Jesus. It's the relationship with the Lord. And you can try to carry the ark in. Oh, oh, rub that as much as you want. You can rub off the, rub off the, the, the gold plate on it. It's not going to bring any more blessings to you. Now, if you're right with Jesus, and those things can be sentimental and wonderful, and I, I think they're, they can be great, but they use the ark like a lucky talisman or something, and it got captured because God is not manipulated by you or me. or He's not a lucky charm or rabbit foot that you could put in your pocket and hope that you're just going to be blessed because you've got a rabbit foot in your pocket. And so this baby's born after the, the, the ark is captured and, the Philistines have it. didn't work out too good for them. But this baby's born and he's named Ichabod. The glory's departed. When God would change someone like Jacob, Jacob means one which holds to the heel. But in Genesis 32, he wrestled with God and his name was changed to Israel, Prince of God. A name meant a lot in ancient cultures. It stood for what you would do, or it stood for the surrounding environment that you came out of. It, 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 was, it, was, it meant a lot. I mean, a name meant a lot. You remember when, when Rachel, the wife of Jacob, the wife he loved, when she gave birth to Joseph, she gave birth to Joseph when she was giving birth to Benjamin. She named him Ben, or son of, son of my trouble. But his name got changed to Benjamin, which is son of power. 
or son of favor. Hindu mantras. You know, I don't know if you've ever dabbled in, in Hindu false teaching, but many times, you like that, huh? Many times they'll give a name that you would chant over and over and over. My wife and I were talking on the way here. She had followed two, uh, two spiritual teachers, uh, two gurus, and uh, they had their names changed. One was Zoetha, and the other one, I don't know, but they were sorely deceived. And so you'll see the names are, are, are powerful, even even in other uh, other areas of the world or understandings. And it, it, names are powerful. Our names have influence in certain places. Many times, if you travel around the nation, you'll hear, they say, well, where are you from? I say, Wasilla, and they say, oh, Sarah Palin, right? It's almost become synonymous with Wasilla. Soon it'll be the city that's the, the city of the state that's in, in revival and reformation and not, not Sarah. I mean, God, God bless Sarah Palin. God bless Sarah Palin. I don't have anything against her, but it's bigger than Sarah. Amen. And she would say the same thing. Barack Obama, President Barack Obama, pardon me. Why do you say president? Because he is the president, and it's worthy of honor, the title. It's, it gives honor to our nation. Understand, he's the, he is our president, people. Okay. He was, he was I don't know what he was, political guy before he became the president. But the name, President Barack Obama, carries the weight and the authority of the United States of America. Whether you like him as president or not. And if you didn't vote, then you shouldn't say anything. Make sure you're registered. Amen. Somebody say hallelujah. So a name, a name means something. I've gotten phone calls in the past from uh, Becky, who is our uh, Dr. Morocco's assistant. She would call me and say, uh, uh, Pastor Bracken, there's a board meeting. Pastor Morocco's called a board meeting on Friday. Well, what does that mean for me? That means, what time is that? I'm going to go. I've been called by his name. He, he's over me. He's an authority over me. Amen. See, there's something about a name. Now, what about the name of Jesus? The name of Jesus means, look, look at your notes, means His character, His authority, and all that He's done or will do. And so how do you come up with this at Christmas? We're reading the text this morning, and that verse that says, and the angel gave Him the name Jesus just jumped out at me. The name of Jesus has power. In Matthew chapter 28 and verse 10, all authorities in heaven and earth has been given to me. These are the words of Jesus. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and, I am, and surely I am with you always, even at the end of the age. The name of Jesus means His character, His authority, and all that He's done and all that He will do. And He's given you His name. Oh, you'll be shouting by the end of this message. He's given you His name. Colossians 1.15 He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by Him all things were created. Things in heaven and on earth, things visible and invisible. Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by Him and for Him. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. Philippians 2.9 Therefore God exalted Him to the highest place and gave Him the name that's above every other name. That at the name of Jesus every knee would bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And that every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Come on, somebody say Jesus. Jesus. Say it like you mean it. Say Jesus. Jesus. Come on, everything you got, shout the name of Jesus. One, two, three. Jesus! 
Do it again. Do it three times. Ready? One, two, three. Jesus! 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 There's power in His name. Woo! Woo! Power. Come on, somebody say power. I got the power. Power in the name of Jesus. Jesus has given us His name. Fill in your notes. Jesus has given us His name. When we receive Jesus into our lives as Savior, we become part of His family. I was born into my family. I didn't have a choice. I believe I was divinely chosen to be in the family that I'm in, the Bracken family. My last name is Bracken. And I'm thankful. There was a time when I wanted to change my name, but I was deceived. I had no choice about that, but I chose to be a part of the family of God. And you have a choice to enter into the name of Jesus, to have the name of You have a choice. You choose Him. You might not have chosen your family, but you can choose, your, you can choose to be in God. It's a decision you need to make. John chapter 14, turn there, John 14, verse 13. And I will do whatever you ask, whatever, everybody say whatever. Whatever you ask in my name. Well, let's just think about that for a second. And God says, John, in John 14, 13, and I will do whatever you ask in my name. So that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Now, now hold on a second. Over and over and over we're encouraged to pray. We're encouraged to pray in the name of Jesus. But what does that mean? Whatever. Everybody say whatever. whatever. Your sign language. Whatever. Whatever you... That's not real sign language. I'm just kidding. Whatever you ask in Jesus' name, He'll do. Now here's the thing, when, if you're, whatever you're asking, it's got to be in His name. In other words, a part of His character, a part of His will, a part of His plan, His purpose for your life. You ask it in His name, it'll be done. So that means, come on, there's a country song, Brother Trent. Sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. But the truth is, there are no unanswered prayers. I, I like the song. I remember there was a particular girl back when I was in high school. And I, I just wanted her to be my girlfriend. You know what I'm talking about? Then I didn't even know the Lord, but I was using His name. Oh, God! I want her to be my girlfriend. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I saw her years later, and I thank God <laughs> that that didn't work out. Woo! Hallelujah! Come on, somebody give them praise! When you pray in His name, when you pray in His name, His name, His character, His authority, His purpose, His plan, whatever you pray in that, He does. That doesn't mean you just get to get whatever you want. He's not a cosmic bellhop. How many of you know what a bellhop is? We, we, took, uh, we took a trip down to Alaska, which was just amazing. I mean, we had a great time. It was this huge sail, and we went skiing, and I did like five runs, and I was crippled for the rest of the day. Anyway, <laughs> they have a bellhop, and I had so many bags and stuff. And I just, it was, when it was time for us to check out, or when we were checking in, the bellhop helped us out. It's time to check out. I just pushed zero. You pull my car up. My truck, and would you send up the bellhop, please, in about five minutes? In five minutes, the bellhop showed up, carried all the bags. Some of you are looking for a bellhop. I'm going to tell you that Jesus is not your bellhop. He ain't just going to move your bags just because you asked him to. Sometimes you got to carry your own bag, slick. Sometimes you got to do your own stuff. You, come on, you pray, God, give a hole, and he gives you a shovel sometimes. Dig a hole right here. He's like, hallelujah. He'll partner with you. He'll help you. Whatever you pray in Jesus' name, He'll do it. 
I mean, that's kind of amazing. Listen to this scripture. In that day, no longer will you ask me anything. I tell you the truth. My Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you've not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. We release the power of God when we pray in Jesus' name. By His character, by His authority, in His will. Praying His Word. He stands over His Word. It comes to pass. We release, look at C. Jesus has given us His name. And we are to release the power of His name to heal the sick and cast out demons. Luke ten seventeen, The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even demons are subject to us in Your name. In our text, you'll notice that the lame man was healed. He was healed by what? By healed in Jesus' name. In John 20, verse 21, again, Jesus said, Peace be with you as the Father has sent me. I am sending you. The name of Jesus, the Creator of the earth. Heaven and earth. The Creator of heaven and earth. You have His authority. His name. You're like a signet, signet ring for Him. Turn to Acts 16. Man healed in, in the text to be read in Acts 3. Acts 16, verse 18. A demon is cast out in the name of Jesus. Listen to this. She kept this up kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul becoming so troubled that he turned around and said to the Spirit, In the name of Jesus, I command you to come out of her. And at that moment the Spirit left her. It's interesting that there's a lot there about discernment. Paul, after many days, becoming greatly irritated. Actually, this, this, this lady with a, with a python spirit, the text says, is affirming their ministry. Is it, just think about this. This is Pastor Vince and Ava. They pastor the church in Anchorage. Is that true? Yes. Man of God. Hallelujah. Called by God to come up to Alaska. Is that true? Yes. Going to bring many people to salvation. Yes. That's the, everything I'm telling you is true. So this lady, this woman with a python spirit, is following Paul and saying, These are servants of the Most High God. Oh, listen to them. They, oh, they're bringing the kingdom. And Paul turns around being greatly irritated or annoyed or troubled. And he casts the devil out of the girl. Now the thing that's amazing to me is everything the devil was saying was dead on true and accurate. But it was another spirit. I'm going to tell you, the devil, he's crafty. Everybody say he's crafty. And he's stupid. And he's underneath my foot. Somebody say amen. You just got to stay in Christ. Your victory is in the name of Jesus. Outside of that, you're finished. You don't try to ever take the devil on. You will lose. You will lose. I'm just telling you, don't call him out for a fight. Don't ever do any of that. Your victory is found in Christ and being hidden in Him, walking in His authority, walking in His name. You have power. You have authority. He's got to run. I mean, Jesus died on the cross. The devil thinking that He's, that he's finally done it. He's killed the Son of God. I think he's like having a parade down there in hell, holding the keys of hell and death. Jesus died and he descended into the belly of the earth, into Sheol. I can imagine, I can imagine Satan looking up, saying, What are you doing? What are you doing down here? Hey, wait! What are you doing down here? And Jesus comes and takes the keys of hell and death from him. Just walks on into hell, says, Thanks. <laughs> la, 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 la. 
I think he did the Mexican hat dance or something. I mean, it was a pretty exciting day when he took the keys. Anytime the devil tries to run rough shot up against you, you remind him that you have the keys. Because you have the name. Everybody say, I have the name. Cast the devil out. You know, it's not about how big you are, how smart you are, how educated or uneducated you might be. It's not about you, your giftings, your talents. And we're to be faithful of all of those things. And I'm into getting education, absolutely. We need to study to show ourselves approved. We need to renew our minds, yes. But the power and authority does not come by your own intellect. It does not come by how much you know. And any truth that you've mined from the Word of God or you've received through your education, if it doesn't move you forward to have greater intimacy, listen to me now. If it doesn't move you forward to have greater intimacy with your Creator, then all it does is serve you to become more religious. All revelation is to change us so that we would be conformed even to the name, to the character, to the authority of Jesus. God's asking us in this moment of history to go and to take His name, His power, His authority. It's not subject to your shortcomings, although your relationship with Him and whether it's the way that you live will affect your relationship with Him. I love my children, no matter what they do. But sometimes kids do things that need correction. Does that affect, does that change my love for them? Not one second. I need correction. (laughs) Does that change God's love for me when He corrects me? No. God wants us to walk in His name, to use His name, to release the power of God. All right, how do we we take the power of Jesus' name to the world? The first thing is, fill your notes in, I'm closing. The first thing is witness. Be a witness. I told you the first way. I I witness all the time. I love witnessing. Sometimes we're, we're driving around and my son will dare me. Go witness to him. Go witness to him, Dad. Frequently I take him up on that, or my daughter. Go witness to him. Go tell him about Jesus. I'm like, you go tell him. Sometimes I don't feel like it. Anybody else know what I'm talking about? And then because I'm trying to be a good father and a model of what it is to be a witness, every time I'm, don't, use, don't take this for granted now, kids. Every, every time they, they, they challenge me, I, I generally do it. Just because, why not? Well, it's a good reason not to witness. You, you have to witness to people. You've got to share your faith. You know the word witness, the root, comes from, from martyr. Same root as martyr. Did you know that? Do you find that interesting? They, they won't necessarily like you because you shared about the name. Yeah, that's not the point. You keep planting seeds and you keep doing your job. and Be a witness. Share your faith. Share your faith with people. Talk with people about what God's done for you. What has God done for you? Share what God has done. The second thing I see about how to take the power of the name of Jesus to the world is pray. If you ask anything in my name, my name, I will do it. Wow, we should pray. It's a blank check. Almost like someone handing you a debit card to their account that's, that's endless. This endless amount of resources in the account. Here you go. Feel free to buy whatever you want. In my name. You can't forget in my name, that part. Exercise faith in His name. There's really two aspects here that we see. I'm going back to now Acts 3. Look at me. This man looks expecting to receive something from there. There's expectancy. You've got to exercise faith in His name. When's the last time you did something crazy for God? Just ask yourself. It's a rhetorical question. You don't need to belt it out. Just think about it. Hmm. Just a couple days ago, we were driving back in the church van filled with 
youth and adults, mostly youth. We got out. We should do that right now. <laughs> so we got out. Where's Shelby at? Oh, that'd be fun. We'll, we'll, let, we'll let it roll. But we, we got out at a gas station. We lined everybody up. I'm talking in front of God and country in Anchorage. Lined everybody up and did the most fruitcake song, but it gave glory to God. And it got attention. We had some people wander in and want to know what's going on. It's actually uh, it's on Facebook. And uh, you can see Minister Alex prancing around in the background. It's, uh, it's quite hysterical. The point is, is that we were a witness. We were a witness. We, we were a witness to those people, to people driving by. Be a witness. Share your faith. Exercise your faith. It took an exercise of faith. Okay, last night we're coming back. It's all the, the Holton's kids are crazy. That's what it is. So they just want to do crazy stuff. So we're driving back. Come on, let's do it again. I don't think it was last night. It was the night before. They all blend. They said, well, let, let's go to, let's go to uh, Red Robins. We're going to go into Red Robin and sing Christmas carols to the glory of God with all full makeup on coming back from Anchorage. But they were closed. But cars was open, hallelujah. So we went to cars. And we got, uh, we got into corner cars and we just sang Christmas carols with all our heart. My daughter told me, don't sing so loud tenor, Dad. Stop the tenor part. When's the last time you exercised your faith? Reach to somebody. Bring cookies to your next door neighbor. I dare you. Make some cookies. Buy some cookies. Buy some cookies if you have to. Put them on a plate. Wrap some cellophane around them. Bring them to your next door neighbor and say, I just want to bring you these cookies because it's Christmas and Jesus was born and He really loves you and He's got a plan for your life. I just wanted to bless you. Get off of my porch. Do you think that's going to happen? It might. And then consider yourself blessed. Or they might just take your cookies and get saved. And go, who are you? I'm your neighbor. I live right next door. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, do you go to church? No. I'm a heathen. Awesome. You want to come? I'll save you a seat. You know what's funny? Let me teach you that this works for me. This works for me. I talk to people and I say, uh, you know, I start getting, getting into the things of like, are you saved? Do you love God? What's going on? And I usually say, do you go to church? And almost always they do this. No. Or, ah, uh, not anymore. My immediate response is, awesome. And they go, I said, I'll save you a seat. You can come to ours. And they, they laugh at me. They almost always laugh. <laughs> Because they're expecting to get shame. They're expecting to get, oh, well, you should be going to church because you don't gotta, you should go to church, you know. That's what you should do. They're not going to church. Praise God. Another one we can bring in. We'll save a seat. Bring them in. We're going to two services. Come on, somebody say amen. Yeah. Gotta exercise your faith. Exercise your faith. You see somebody sick? Who knows? Maybe that's the person you lay hands on. They pop out of the wheelchair. Hello. Hello. Hello, exercise your... What if it doesn't happen? What if it does? What if I pray wrong? Come on, just pray in His name. Give a command. You'll notice here, it's a a great scripture for learning how to bring healing to people. Well, I don't have any silver and gold, but in the name of Jesus, walk. They didn't say, oh God, won't you please do something because He can't walk. No, they said, walk. Boink. Who knows, maybe that could happen the next time you pray for somebody. Exercise your faith. Everybody say, exercise your faith. They grabbed him by his hand and they lifted him up. They exercised faith. Some of you need to do that. Some of you need to take some people by the hand. Yank them up. I remember going to Dr. Morocco's office long, long, long ago. My mother, this is a funny story. I don't think I've actually told it here. I, don't, I have not told it too often. I was staying at my mama's. I think I was 25 or something. And uh, my mom said, son, you've got demons. I said, thanks, mom. I'm going surfing. I don't know what I said. 
I don't remember my age either, but she said, you've got demons. I said, okay, great. She said, yeah, I heard you talking in your sleep, and I know the names of them and everything, and, and you're going to get demons cast out of you today? I said, <laughs> all right. I mean, she already really irritated me right about then in my life, and I'm thinking, now you're telling me I have demons. Where's the co- Give me my coffee and, like, leave me alone. No, I've already made an appointment. You're going, we're driving all the way into Kahului, which was like from Hana. I don't know. It was a two-plus-hour drive. And you're going to get demons cast out of you. I thought, no, I'm not. She says, yes, you are. Now, when my mama does a yes, you are thing, I mean, that, that means, I guess so. She's paying the bill. I'm 25. I need to eat, and I don't have a car, so I guess I'm going. Plus, in the back of my mind, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, she might be right. <laughs> so I, we took the drive. I'll never forgive it. To get to Connie Street, this is where the old church was. I'm escorted down a hallway. I go into Dr. Morocco's office. I think he was as big as his office as I remember it. He was just, he's a mountain of a man spiritually. I remember walking in going like, oh my God, that guy's, that guy's thinking huge. And I just then felt like a little kid. And uh, so he invites me in, sit down. My mom sits down. And he, he, he says, uh, Mary, what's going on? He says, well, my son has demons. And he says, oh. And he looks at me and says, do you have demons? I said, I don't know. <laughs> he said, okay. Mary, would you excuse us a second? And she says, sure. She gets up. She walks out. I'm like, no, Mom, wait. <laughs> I'm there like, I don't know what to expect, man. I hardly went to church at all back then. I just went to church to, you know, for other reasons. And he says, tell me about what's going on. And I told him. He said, well, I'll tell you what's going to happen. I'm going to pray. God's going to move. And you're going to be changed. I thought, okay. Do you know what happened? He prayed. God moved. I got changed. <laughs> did you get demons cast out of you? Probably. I probably did. I, I don't know. There was a little bit of a jerk like that. I wasn't quite sure what happened. I felt this pain in my chest, and I heard this, I, 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 you know. <laughs> heard this squeal. <laughs> What's your point? My point is, he gave a command. You want things to change in your life, stand up in your God-given, blood-bought right, and in the name of Jesus, take your prophetic finger and command stuff to leave that needs to leave. Take authority over your physical body. Take it. Some of you need to rebuke your own flesh. I've, have you ever done that? I bind my flesh right now. Oh, Jesus. Just lift your hands and worship and, you know, just... I should have done that this morning before I crushed that... Anyway. See, if you miss the morning service, you don't know what I'm talking about. Exercise your faith. Speak a command. Speak a... Body, line up with the Word of God. I command my back to be healed now in Jesus' name. Who's got a back problem? Just, just right now. In Jesus' name. Who else? Another back problem. Anybody? Anybody? All across this place. We have one person with one back problem. Are the lights so bright that I can't see? There's another one. Okay, there's another one. There's another one. Come on, reach your hand. Put your hand. If you're next to him, put your hand on their shoulder. All right, Father, in Jesus' name, back be healed. Say with me. In Jesus' name, back be healed. All right, check your back out a little bit. And no, no evangelistic, you know, God doesn't need help. If it's still, it's still hurt, we just pray again. You're like, I'm healed. I'm healed. Hallelujah. We want to help God out with a testimony, you know. They don't need help. I mean, either you're healed or you're not healed. I mean, you feel better. Fred, Brother Fred, any better? He's like, yeah, a little bit. A little bit? A little better? All right, good. Speak to the thing in the name of Jesus, the character, the authority, all that he is, the power of heaven is behind you as a believer in the name of Jesus. All right, I've got to hurry up. Live your life in such a way as to reflect his name. 
I believe, the, I believe authority is based on trust. It's not magic. It's relationship. If God can trust you with it, He'll get it to you. Let me read you one verse of Scripture, and we'll close. Micah, would you come, please? Acts 19, verse 13. Some Jews went out, driving out evil spirits. Went around driving out evil spirits, tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. And they would say, in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. The seven sons of Sceva, the Jewish chief priests, were doing this. One day, the evil spirit answered him and said, Jesus, I know. I know about Paul. Who are you? (laughs) And the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them, overpowered them all. Seven dudes overpowered them all and gave them such a beating. Everybody say such a beating. Gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. believe that is the first New Testament streaker right there. Live trusting Jesus. It's not, it's not a talisman. He's not a rabbit foot. You know, I have had instances where where I've been oppressed and gone through things and I really didn't wasn't walking with the Lord too much at all. And I just said, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And you know what? He showed up. He's a faithful God. But if we're going to change this valley, change this state, change this nation, change the nations of the earth, you have to have a revelation of what it is to pray in His name, by His character, His authority. His name is a strong tower, and the righteous run into it. There's no other name. Come on, stand with us. There's no other name. Oh, the name of Jesus.
in the name of Jesus. Come on, lift your voice and sing with me. No other day, no other name but the name of Jesus. No other name but the power to free us. No other name but the name of Release your power now in Jesus' name. your name? Darla. Do I know you? (laughs) Okay. Darla. Darla, I see uh, I see you doing laundry. That's unusual. Uh, I don't usually get that picture, but I I see you doing laundry. I see God is, is, uh, is taking the garments of your life and he's washing and there is being released a newness in your life there has come a tremendous even now as I speak over you faith is rising you've had some that have come and and taken advantage of you You've been stolen from, robbed, cheated. You're a trusting soul. Your heart is one that trusts. But in recent days, there's been an assignment of the enemy to bring a callousness to your heart because of the, of the disappointments that you've gone through. I see the Lord taking your life and washing, washing the water of His Word, washing You're going to enter into this new season, says the Lord, as you diligently seek me. And I'm going to make all things new. I'm going to revive and refresh your strength physically. There's been physical challenges and pains, different things that have come to your physical body. God's touching you now. There's been some concerns and even fears regarding, regarding your physical health. There's some fiery darts that the enemy comes to bring to you. They're being extinguished tonight. Darla, God's hand is upon you, and He's bringing you into a new season. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. God brought you to this service to hear this word, to be encouraged tonight. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to give you a hope and a future, Jeremiah 29, 11. To prosper you and to help you, to strengthen you. And as Moses spoke over the children of Israel as they faced the Red Sea, he said to them, Hold your peace, for the enemy that you see today, you will never see again. Only hold your peace. As you keep your peace, and you stay steadfast in Christ. The enemy that's tried to crowd around you to steal, to kill, and destroy, is being evicted, is being thwarted, is being moved. You're going to come out spotless.
If you're not right with God, won't you give your heart to Him right now? Won't you? Say, dear Jesus, all across this place, say, dear Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for rising again from the grave. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. can let go of that person's hand. Jeremy, you mind if I prophesy over you? Not that you don't have a stack ready. Come here. With great giftings and uh, uh, talent comes great responsibility. And there is tremendous gifts on the inside of you. Tremendous giftedness God has given you as a trusted team. And the Lord is calling you forward to use those gifts. Take someone by the hand. Let's close. Father, thank you for what you've done, for what you're doing and what you're going to do. We pray, God, blessing, encouragement, and strength upon your people. Bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon them. Lift up your countenance towards them. Be gracious to them. Keep them and give them peace in Jesus' holy name. Amen. God bless you. If we don't see you, Merry Christmas. Don't forget we'll have prayer on Friday night. Christmas Eve candlelight communion on Saturday night at 6, Sunday morning, 10 o'clock at 6 o'clock, Christmas Day. We've got church all day. It's going to be awesome. Tuesday night, this Tuesday, just a day or so away, we'll have our international Christmas banquet right here in the sanctuary. You bring a main dish and we'll have a great time. God bless you, everybody. Praise the Lord.